after the fasting and the struggles of Lent, that intensified spiritual struggle that we've experienced leading up to Pascha. In Bright Week and this season of Pascha, even the body seems to have a, a new sense of something, a sense of relief perhaps, certainly, that suddenly we're allowed to eat foods that we uh, were limiting ourselves from for a while. But there is a sense of joy that even touches the body. But the joy of the body, of course, is as nothing compared with the joy experienced within the soul that has truly entered into the resurrection of Christ. The soul that is centered on the resurrection experiences a special kind of grace, a unique kind of grace as it draws closer to Christ. It knows something far deeper of the Pascha mystery. And it is the right reality of the resurrection that we are all called to enter into and draw closer to in our spiritual lives. But the joy of Pascha that we experience on earth, of course, is only a taste of the eternal Pascha. The eternal Pascha that has no end, that is experienced by the saints in the kingdom of God. During our Pascha period, we focused on the readings where the myrrh women, the myrrh bearers, went to the tomb and were told by an angel that Jesus was risen. And immediately we read their joy was complete. They, they ran back to tell the apostles. There was no doubt no hesitation. They experienced an immediate joy in this news of the resurrection. They'd gone out of love for Christ to the tomb and immediately their hearts were filled with joy. And we see something of this this joy, the Pascha joy in the lives of the saints. Those saints who to different degrees were purified and are being purified by their ascetic struggles, have entered into this, this paschal joy. And we see there in the saints the love and the joy that is the same joy that we witness in the myrrh-bearing women. Christ brings to all of us an opportunity to experience and enter into this joy. In his love, in his, in his generosity to us, he offers us so much in return for so little. We are called by the church to fast, to repent, to overcome our passions, our temptations. And this abundance of grace that God pours out in response to so little on our part is truly something to be thankful for and to set our hope in. In this world we, we have this time of Pascha for a short time, a season. And however deeply we enter and experience Christ's joy and his resurrection, our lives will once again be filled with sorrows and pains and struggles and temptations. And for many of us, this joy will come and go at different times. 
When we look at the lives of the saints, we see that, yes, their lives were filled with great sufferings, great struggles, but that joy was always present. The temptations of the world didn't replace the paschal joy that they experienced, but they, they met, they encountered, they faced the struggles of this life through and in the joy of Pascha. Christ is risen that we may rise on the final day. And in his final judgment, the righteous will enter into the eternal joy, the eternal kingdom of God. In the writings of Elder Ephraim of Mount Athos in Arizona, he says to us, even as the righteous ascend on the day of judgment, ascend to the kingdom of God, in that very ascent they will know, they will understand that the joy that they are receiving is eternal, that will never come to an end. They will rejoice and their hearts will be filled with a, with a joy that we cannot imagine, that is so far beyond anything that we can experience in this life. God calls us to enter into this joy. Just as the saints ascend and their hope will be fulfilled, we are now to set our hope on this promise, the joy of Pascha. This is our celebration. This is our celebration even now. We sing, we pray, knowing that God has overcome all evil, that all the sources of our suffering, all the sources of our misery have been overcome by Christ and he invites us to participate in this victory, to enter into his eternal kingdom and his eternal joy. He says to us, believe in my son, resist, resist the world, the flesh, the devil, put your hope in my promises struggle against everything that would pull you away from what I'm offering you. Again, Elder Ephraim, he quotes the fathers where they say, only when the eyes of the body have been closed can the eyes of the soul open. Only when we turn away from the things of this world can we know the true spiritual joys that the soul was created to experience, to enter. And so our calling then is to live now, placing our hope, yes, that we are leaving this world, but that we are already in the process, the process of change. This means, this means purifying ourselves. It means living to a certain degree a life of ascetic struggle. Now we have just come through Lent and so easily we can become fixated with the outward aspects of the ascetic life. It's very easy to think just in terms of controlling the types and the quantities of our food and our sleep and so on. But the true asceticism that the church calls us to has a greater meaning in terms of the inner struggle, the overcoming of the old man, the putting to death of the man of passion within us, the old life, 
denying ourselves, crucifying our will, praying, entering truly a life of prayer and obedience, struggling to be obedient to the commands of Christ. This is a greater and harder kind of asceticism that we're called to. And of course the outward supports the inner. It isn't that the outward is unnecessary. It is only through these outward attempts to control the body and our eating and so on that we learn the discipline and we make the soul the master of the body. But we don't run to the impulses and the passions that the body has. There are simple paths given to us by God that lead to his eternal Pascha. He says to us, embrace humility, obedience, love, repentance. Let our conscience speak to us. Our, our fallen nature will, will push back against us, tempting us, tempting us to listen to the clamor of the world, the human world, the philosophies and the passions of the world. But the Orthodox Church is the only place where we may hear the fullness of truth. The Orthodox Church is Christ's Church. And within the Orthodox Church we receive the teachings of the Holy Spirit. The teachings that God has given to us to lead us to this eternal joy. The traditions, the fullness of the teachings of the Church are the voice of Christ speaking to us. We must hear these teachings, hear this voice. We must be obedient to the traditions and teachings of the church if we are to truly embrace the fullness of the Christian life. And the Christian life must, Christ teaches us, involve a degree of asceticism putting our old man of sin and temptation to death. Let us receive God's grace in our obedience to the church's teaching, in our obedience to God's teaching, in our celebration of Pascha, our celebration and our fasting and the seasons and the celebrations, the fullness of truth there in the life of the church, the grace of God that we receive through the holy mysteries. All of this is Christ calling us to himself. And where we can, where we are able, even in our own small way, even in our limited weak way, let us taste the joy of the eternal Pascha to come through our struggles.